0: Good morning and thank you for joining me once again. uh, We're in this great Old Testament prophetic book of Isaiah, the first of the prophetic books in in our normal order in the English world. And so we're in chapter 5. We're going to do chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8. So four more chapters today. Our focus is going to come in chapter 6 verses 1 through 8. If you're uh, a member at North Clay, uh, you know that's kind of a pet Uh, Verse of mine or passage of mine, I often refer to it, have alluded to it on many, many occasions. And so let's uh, get an overview of what's going on in these chapters and then we'll come back uh, to chapter 6. And so um, chapter 5, God is going to, uh, he he displays his affection but yet he is going to bring uh, judgment uh, upon the nation. He's going to expose their wickedness, and then they will be condemned and judged for it. Uh, we see also in chapter 5 a uh, succession of woes, and we, that, that kind of reminds us of, uh, of uh, Jesus' use of that, particularly in speaking to the, the Pharisees of his day, this woe-to-you uh, type language. Chapter 6 uh, we see the uh, record of, of the call and commission of, of Isaiah. We, again, we'll come back to that. Uh, chapter uh, 7 is noted for uh, this uh, sign of Emmanuel that, that Matthew quotes in Matthew one twenty three regarding the virgin shall conceive. And Matthew says, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that this was fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's also a prior fulfillment in, in the day, a, a near fulfillment, uh, that was a sign to the nation that indeed their enemies were not going to overwhelm them uh, at that particular time. That uh, the enemies of, uh, of Judah, namely Syria and the northern kingdom, Samaria, Israel, uh, they're, they're going to be judged. They're going to be brought to nothing as an enemy. They're not going to. Veil and this is going to be uh, The sign that a woman That was a virgin at that time Of the writing will conceive a child In the normal natural way But ultimately it's going to be Fulfilled in the virgin uh, Conception of our Lord Jesus Christ and then uh, Chapter 8 reference to the Nation of uh, Assyria And uh, that judgment is Coming on that great and powerful and Very proud nation Well let's go back to chapter 6 Um, Isaiah recounts uh, his call and commissioning uh, to be the prophet uh, to this nation uh, for this time. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew, and one called to the another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundation of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim took uh, Seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. So, a bit of a time stamp, 740 B.C., Uh, King Uzziah, successful, long, prosperous reign. He's going to pass from the king. And I think one of the contrasts that's intended here, uh, this great king, this human king, he's passed from the scene. But uh, our king, our ultimate king, our God, he rules and reigns. He's eternally glorious. He will not pass from the scene in the same manner that Uzziah has. And so uh, in that day, uh, Uzziah, I mean, excuse me, uh, Isaiah has... A vision in which he sees the Lord sitting upon his throne. Uh, He is uh, perceived, he is seen as being glorious, as filling uh, this uh, temple. Uh, It's interesting uh, that Jesus reflects on this in the Gospel of John and says that Isaiah saw his glory in the temple. And so certainly uh, this is a, a foreshadowing of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we see the uh, heavenly host uh, being described here as surrounding uh, the, the, the majesty there, uh, uh, the Lord uh, who is in the temple. He is high and lifted up. They proclaim uh, his holiness, that he is uh, distinct, that he is separate. Kadosh, the Hebrew, kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. He is distinct. He is separate. He is other than. There is he, there's no one else like him and uh, probably the the writer of the what i think is uh, one of the greatest hymns that we have holy 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 uh, may have took uh, uh, his uh, inspiration if you will uh, from uh, this particular passage of scripture and so uh, the uh, angelic beings or heavenly beings are proclaiming the distinctiveness the holiness of god and that the entirety of the earth is reflective of his greatness because he has created and he is sustaining and he rules and he reigns uh, over uh, the earth. And his, his um, presence was so great that it, that it shook the very foundations of the temple. And notice Isaiah's response. And one of the things that, that bothers me, uh, on, you know, there's a whole genre, last few years, these books. Uh, This person, that person dying, and I went to heaven, now I'm coming back to tell you all about it. Well, uh, they never come back and have any type of description uh, that is consistent with what we see in the Bible. When we do get the visions of heaven, uh, mainly a gloriously holy God that overwhelms them. And so Isaiah, who presumably was was a holy man, He he, he was being called to this prophetic office, recognizes immediately, in contrast with the holiness of God, he is indeed a holy man, he is in serious trouble, and he cries out, man, I am coming apart at the seams because I am being wrecked by the holiness of God. And in that moment, Uh, He proclaims himself to be a a man of unclean lips, and he lives among a a people of unclean lips. We are all guilty uh, before God, and I can see it clearly now because I've seen uh, true holiness in the person of this God who fills uh, the temple. And then we're told that one of the seraphim takes this burning coal and touches uh, his uh, lips and, and proclaims that your sin is atoned for. And so after this great conviction, of sin comes consolation, the, the message of atonement, the good news of the gospel, uh, that indeed we must be wrecked by the realities of the holiness of God, but the good news that follows our being wrecked and destroyed is that our sins are atoned for, that, uh, that in Christ we are forgiven even though our sins are, uh, are great. And so uh, aft- after this uh, moment of consolation, uh, we see uh, this word, uh, which uh, the, the crying of, of who is going to go and speak uh, for uh, the Lord. And uh, Isaiah's response is, here I am, send me. And I've used this often uh, as uh, kind of a paradigm for worship. Uh, in that in the preaching of the word, we have something of the holiness of God. We're convicted of sin, we're consoled by the truth of the gospel, and uh, we are commissioned to go out and serve him. We respond uh, by our willingness to go. And so I often say something along these lines. Uh, if, If this is a description of worship, and I think it is, then the end game of worship is obedience. It's here I am, send me. And so if there is not a conclusion of what you call worship, a response of here I am, send me, then I would suggest to you that there has not been worship. There hasn't been uh, deep conviction. There hasn't been the reality of consolation. And there hasn't been this transformation by which we're willing uh, to serve, to honor, to go for uh, this great God who is not only high and holy and the one who convicts us of our sin, he is the one also that atones for our sin and forgives us of our sin. And on the basis of that good news, uh, we willingly, willingly respond, Here I am send me. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.